Welcome to the first ever episode of Bracket Busters, presented by, in my best Midwest accent, Don't You Know Sports. Um, I am joined by my co-host, Ben Keck. I'm Jacob Schwark, and we are going to take you on a journey through March, the best month of the year, the best sporting event of all. Ben, welcome. Tell me you're excited. I'm thrilled. Thrilled to be here. It's been been years in the making. Years in the making. making. We've been talking about it forever. And now it's happening. It's happening. We're finally doing it. So I think first thing we should do is give everyone our teams and the bias that's going to be definitely included in this podcast. So uh, you go first. Well, I'm a Minnesota fan at heart, obviously. Sorry. But, I mean, that's irrelevant for most marches. So we'll probably never even discuss them for the most part. Hey, you, um, had, you, had, you had November this had year. had November. <laughs> that's you know? correct. Where they were number one in Kempom. They were number one in Kempom briefly. <laughs> yes. And then Big Ten play started, and it yeah. was downhill from there. Yeah. Not great. All right. What others? And then college, the best thing about college basketball is you're you're legally allowed to root for as many teams as you want to mm-hmm. because there's, what, 350-plus Exactly. Teams. So and what other teams? My, my other two big ones that I always follow, UConn. And that goes back to the Kemba Walker days. Couldn't can't get enough of it, and I still just follow them religiously. And North Carolina, and that goes back to Ty Lawson days. So those are my boys, and I ride with them to the end. There you go. So. And then obviously being a Wisconsin or you're being a Minnesota fan, Wisconsin hater. Yeah, right? yeah, I'm a big Wisconsin hater. I'm not and really. Do oh, hater too, since you're North I'm, Carolina or not? so much not too much just because i got into it a little later but okay. i think uh i i mean i obviously duke's good all the time so it is yes. frustrating so right that is, that's easy to root against <laughs> right oh yeah first i feel like duke's duke's totally the team like you are either with duke or against duke there's not too many neutral people about oh, duke sure. they're like the yankees <laughs> of college basketball oh yeah right so oh, yeah. all right and then my team's um born and raised in michigan so Michigan, not Michigan State, go blue. Um, so that's the main one. And then I'm a weirdo. Like, I grew up when Michigan was really bad. So Duke was my team growing up. Back to Jason Williams and Carlos Boozer and Mike Levy and those guys when they were super good in the early 2000s. And then went through all of it with J.J. Redick and the team that won in 2010 with John Shire and Nolan Smith, all those guys. So I've been Duke guy my whole life, too. So anybody that's, like, was alive in the eight, eight, late 80s and 90s when Duke and Michigan hated each other. I was not around for that, so I'm allowed to like both teams. Okay? Broad. And then I have, like, <laughs> a zillion mid-major schools that change every year because, like I said, college basketball is the best because you got players that play. you got a lot of one-and-dones, but you got guys that come in for only four years. So you just get attached to players, and then you get hooked on the teams. So mm. – Murray State has hooked me multiple times, start going by Isaiah Cannon, and then John Morant, and now they're a, a powerhouse mid-major again this year. What are they, 30 and two or whatever, going to the yeah. big dance again? So yeah, Murray State, I always have a soft spot for them. Um, soft spot for Xavier because they had an X in their name. So when I was a child, I thought they were the coolest name ever, and it just stuck with me. Um, let's see. I feel like I'm forgetting one. Well, I had. I, yeah, 
It's, it just goes by player. Every year it goes by there's different mm-hmm. players. Different I've went one. through uh, Wichita State go through. I've always like respected Gonzaga because they're awesome and they're a great like small school that's been a national powerhouse for 20 years. Still can't get it done to win a natty. Maybe this will be the year. Um, and then, yes, being a Michigan fan, definitely a Ohio State hater and Michigan State hater for sure. And being a Duke fan, I'm not down there like locally, so I'm not really a North Carolina hater. I don't like root against them, mm-hmm. but when they do play each other, it is very clear that like obviously those teams hate each other, being seven miles away from each other. So Duke, when they play each other, it's it gets heightened a little bit, especially like after the game yesterday. I'm like, gosh, I really don't like North Carolina sometimes <laughs> because they just ruined everything yesterday Spoiled for the Coach moment. K. It was but, great. Hey, that's rivalries, man. That's rivalries. You're not going to win many games when you give up 90-plus points at home. No. Nope. <laughs> so, all right. So what we're going to do on the on this podcast is we're going to take you through the arguably the best week of the year. We'll talk about that in a second. And then we'll get to all the who's made it already, the best, best mid-major tournaments. And then we'll try and break down the big conference tournaments that are coming up, too. Brackets are pretty much set. We're watching uh, Illinois and Iowa right now live. So that's for the Big Ten uh, – Co Big Ten champs if if Illinois wins, but most of the brackets are pretty set. Um, so ben, be the last one. Yeah. Ben Championship Week or the first weekend of March Madness? Go. Which one's better? Oh, it's it's tough. I mean, they each have their ups and downs, but almost like Championship Week is great for so many different ways. Just because you get to watch all the mid majors, not even just the ones that make it, but all of them. You get to see players. And you get to have your heart broken, and it doesn't even matter yet because your bracket's not affected. Right. Like, right. I mean, I was obviously, I'm a big Liberty guy. I was rooting for them in the Atlantic Sun tournament, and their heart's broken. Yeah. Heart's broken, but I don't have to worry about it because I was a victim. Darius McGee. Oh. Get like multiple 40 point games this year. It was nuts. Right. So, like, guys like that, you don't, you don't hear about all the time in March. Exactly. Because you, you're going to see all these teams get in as, as 14, 15, 16 seeds. And then, like, especially the 16 seeds that do the play-in, which I think is stupid that they have to do a play-in game if they won their mm-hmm. complement anyways. But that's champ, championship week is unreal because you get basketball from, like, 12 to 12, like, every day, right? Like, noon to midnight, you literally can sit down and watch. If you have four TVs, you can put four games, four different literally. games Literally, and it's, it's great. And then... Right, you said your bracket. You don't have, like. I don't know how other people do it, but my, when the bracket comes out Sunday, Sunday through Thursday until the tip off of the first game, I, that's all like all I think about. I'm just tinkering Literally. and like I'll try and fill out a bracket like immediately, like like what my gut says initially, and then my final bracket on Thursday looks completely different from what oh, my yeah. gut bracket it's, says. It's ridiculous. And then you're second guessing everything and you're overthinking matchups and all this stuff, and then it's like you get to the the March Madness, which is fantastic. And then you lose, you know, you lose a final four team in the first round or you lose whatever, like a couple of sweet 16 teams. And you're like, okay, well my bracket's already screwed. And now like it takes, sometimes takes a little bit of the fun out of it. Whereas you have championship week. It's like, dude, let's just watch basketball and watch all the big teams play each other. You know, they're fighting for seating. And then you also get to watch these small schools like Murray state and like long one today, like those, these long random look. schools that it's like, you have no clue who the heck is, is going to make it. And it's just fun to watch their crowds and like their small school fans and all this stuff, like 
get so invested. And then it's like, all right, especially team like uh, who else won today? Let me, uh, Longwood won, and someone else was an automatic fire today. Oh, uh, Loyola Chicago. Oh, Loyola Chicago. Oh, so there'll be yep. a decency. But I feel like Longwood, Longwood's probably going to be like what? Like a 14, probably 15, somewhere in that range. It's like, all right, cool. It, we got to watch yeah. them today. Next week, realistically, they're probably playing like Purdue in the first round, and they lose by 20. Hey, Purdue but, doesn't hey, play defense. That's an upset that's waiting true, to happen. That's true. You're right. You're right. Maybe. <laughs> but like, te- like teams like that, like it's cool to watch them now because then they don't get – unless you're like Oral Roberts where you win a couple games, you know, like last year. But this – it's like usually they get the love during championship week. That's the time to watch them and, mm. and give them the respect that they deserve because they're probably not going to get it come the first weekend of the madness. Agreed. So – um, I would I would say – there is something about March Madness, though, when those like when in those first few games, your brackets already busted and you can right. just be like root for chaos and you can just right. love it all of a sudden. That's a great moment. And I best. think th- that's kind of where I would put it over championship week when I can officially just say, screw it. I want upsets. Right. Let's go that's crazy. Right. Like, but but you always it's, it's in the back of everyone's head. Like I teach I teach middle school. I teach sixth, seventh and eighth graders. And la- like last year, we filled these brackets, and I tell them like I go through the probabilities and stuff, try to give them some of the math behind it, even if they're not basketball fans. And the kids are all like, "I'm gonna have the perfect bracket. Like I'm gonna be the first one ever to to have the perfect perfect bracket." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, right." But like even me, it's like in the back of my head every year. It's like, "What if? What if I did it? What, what if, if I'm I did the one? It? What if I'm the one?" And then that <laughs> first game, that first game you lose, you're like, "Ah, maybe next year. Well, next year." Or Roberts. <laughs> Destroys Ohio exactly. State. Boom. Exactly. My <laughs> sister picked Oral Roberts last year. She was very proud of it because she was not picking Ohio State to win any games. So she picked Oral Roberts last year, and uh, A. Smith just went nuts and Savage. made her very proud. So, <laughs> all right. So current current tournaments, we got Murray State ticket punched. Correct. That was a potential bid stealer league, but because Murray State would have been in regardless. Yep. So bubble teams rejoice that Murray State wins that league because they're probably what are they sitting on the eight ish line right yeah. now or between seven and probably, nine probably I was say seven and nine probably um and you had longwood win the big south yes right and then sister jean dancing again obviously god bless her soul and that was a bit stealing league too because loyola was most likely in they were kind right. of they the were bubble-ish, bubble-ish. yeah but and nobody else was in. in like they played they played drake right and I don't Which, think anybody else was in. Nobody else is even on the bubble from that league. No, yeah. So yeah. another Close. again. Um, I was talking about this earlier, and there I feel like this year there's not quite as many. Um, I mean we can get into the smaller tournaments, the not the mid majors and the smaller tournaments now, but there's not as many bid stealing opportunities. I, I would, would say agree. this year. Um. I'm trying to think what other teams like obviously Gonzaga and uh, Gonzaga is obviously like a top. They're probably the number one overall seed, but there's some of those teams in their conference that are on the bubble with them. So they might get in anyways. Mm-hmm. St. Mary or not St. Mary's on the bubble. They're on the St. Bubble, Mary's right? locked. They're, oh, they're locked in. Cause they San Francisco Gonzaga the other week. San Francisco's on the bubble. Yep. And then BYU was kind of on the bubble. San Francisco just beat BYU. They won, okay. And they're kind of off the bubble. BYU. So that was kind of an elimination game, right? Yeah, basically. Pretty it was much. Whoever lost got bounced it's out. Not, 
Yeah, it's not going to be in. And then who's the St. Mary's the two seed in that tournament? Yeah, St. Mary's I'm the guessing. two seed. Yeah. You know who the three is? Because that was the four five. San Francisco and BYU was the four five in their tournament. I don't know who there. So there's one more. But that so that tournament you could have a bid steal if someone go upsets Gonzaga. But I think Gonzaga is going to play pretty angry after they lost to St. Mary's. I don't see them slipping up in their. That, that was a wake up call for them. Yeah. I think Drew, Drew Timmy played horrible in that game against. Uh, St. Mary's, and I think that he they're gonna roll the WCC tournament. <laughs> Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren both yeah. struggled. That right. was that's right. what killed. That's them. what St. Mary's will do to you. They lock you up. Like they they make it ugly. They play slow, and that's what they want to do. They want to win an ugly basketball game. And Gonzaga averages like 90 a game, and they held them in the 50s, and just, just slow it slowed it down and made it ugly. And that's the reason. Okay, like a game like that, it happened in March, but not obviously in the madness. That's the reason the, the March Madness, like, there's no postseason like it in sports at all. In any other sport, like any pro sport, the better team typically moves on. NFL, you get upsets because it's one game. But even in the NFL, most, like, 95% of the time, the better team is going to win. In college basketball, the best team in the country, I would say, hardly ever wins the national championship. Because you got to have your best game. You got to play your best and you have to have other teams. You don't have off nights too. And you got to win six in a row or seven in a row playing game. You got to win six in a row and it's super hard to do. And you have one off night. Your best player, you know, has one bad shooting game. See ya. Like that's why it's the best, the best. And then your styles mismatch with a certain team. Like some styles just don't mesh well together and you can't do anything about it. Right, you have that play for you know the last two and a half months. They're playing the same competition, same styles, like playing all Big Ten teams or all SEC teams or whatever it is. And then you go play the you know random schools that you haven't watched film on or you haven't done any scouting of until the week of that you play them. Yeah, Big Illinois on the comeback right now. Um, but you have, they haven't done any scouting on them, and it's like playing completely different styles, and that's why it's like. There's not, there's, it, there's, there's just not really words to describe it. And if Literally. people don't like March Madness, then I'm like, I just, I don't, I can't really talk to you that much. <laughs> like, we're, like, if you don't speak my language, like, <laughs> if you don't speak language with this, I just, like, we're going to be, our friendship will be limited. Get out. You know, well, just, yeah. Just get out. See ya. Take a lap. Take a lap. Take a lap. Come back in May. Come back. Yeah, exactly. Talk, <laughs> talk to me. You know, when, when we're not getting snow in Michigan anymore, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, so any other – what other smaller – let's look at smaller tournaments. Any other conferences that you got your eye out for? We talked about the WCC a little bit. They got some – that's not necessarily super small because they got potentially three, four teams that could make the tournament. All the other small ones are kind of going on right now. Is there any other ones that you're that you got your eye on? I know Liberty ripped your heart out. Liberty ripped my heart out. Yeah, I'm not really paying attention to too much of the A Sun anymore. I will say, um, just a team, and I think they should win their um their conference tournament. Yeah. And that's South Dakota State. Oh yeah, yeah. They're Jack really Rabbits. good. They put up points. Uh, they're in Oral Roberts' conference, and Oral Roberts won today. Yes, yeah, so both them, both of them average like. 85 plus like yes. what when they play nuts. each other whatever the over under is take over 
whatever like, it is. You smash I don't care if it's over. 200 it's points. I don't care if it's 200 points. Smash it. 100%. It's, yeah. They let um, it. Let's see. There's actually not a ton on tomorrow. Yeah, no. Everything kind of kicks off to, on Tuesday after Tuesday, a Tuesday, there's a bunch. Tuesday, there's a bunch. ACC gets going on Tuesday. And then you have a few more championship games. You got WCC semis tomorrow. So those will be good. Ooh, and I another, think you got one or two championships tomorrow. Um, oh, also can't forget to shout out American East, the Catamounts of Vermont. Always Ballers. a threat in March. Always a threat in March. They're like a the rant. Every year they get in, I feel like every single time they've been in the tournament, 13 seed automatically. Literally, literally seed. this it's a 13 seed. Flock. 13 seed. Oh, look out! Four seed. Better look out. The one well, they, year they, they didn't beat, get like, in, like Syracuse, right in like the early 2000s. Something like that. Syracuse. Yeah, they upset Syracuse. Yeah. They upset Iowa State, I think, one year. Yep. Yep. Um. Oh, have you seen the news about the Atlantic Sun Conference Tournament? I have not. Literally one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in Championship Week. So Bellarmine or Bellarmine, however you pronounce it. Yeah. The is team newer. They're the newer. T- they're <laughs> yeah. They're newer to the. To D1. Yeah. So they moved up and they, you make the postseason. Like they have that weird rule in place where you can't make the postseason the first couple of years. Yeah. So they are in their conference championship game, but they're ineligible for the tournament. So Jacksonville is? So Jacksonville is in. They beat Jacksonville State today. Yes. I saw that. Or, yeah, today to make the championship game. However, if Bellarmine beats Jacksonville, Jacksonville State gets in because they're the regular season champs. Oh, so that was what the league the league came out and made that decision. I guess the beginning of the year or whatever they said, if Bellarmine wins it all, then whoever the regular season champ gets the auto bid to the to the big dance. So Jacksonville just beat Jack State, but if they lose, they're out, and Jacksonville State still that gets dude, in. Dude, I'm so dirty. <laughs> oh my, like. That oh. is one of the things, like, if I'm a Jacksonville fan and they somehow, I mean, you take care of business, you win, you get in anyways, right? You still control your own destiny. And, like, if you win your com- one of those small conference tournaments, you know all year, like, that's what you're playing for. You got to you gotta be prepared for the conference tournament, win two or three games in a row. That's how you go dancing. But they, they have this opportunity where they, like, if they lose, they get jumped by Jacksonville State and you're sitting there thinking, we just beat them. And now they get the bid over us. Are you kidding me? Oh, the only way that's <laughs> so, yeah. okay if, if Liberty got in somehow. Ugh, yeah, right. Right. One of those weird stuff. So that's on that's on Tuesday, ESPN two. So that'll be something to watch when those two teams play each other. It's wild. But yeah, there's not. Like I said, we were looking at it. There's not too many other bid stealing leagues of these smaller ones. The other one that we haven't talked about yet, your your conference, your favorite conference this year. Well, it's kind of made your blood boil a little bit. Uh, up. Go ahead. A ten. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's a joke. It's a joke. Getting, so you think they're you underseated or they're they're not getting enough love? Not getting enough love. It sounds like, I mean, and this could this is and this is a potential bid stealing league if you want to say that. I mean, I think I think Davison. I Davison's think right. Lock. Right. And if so, whoever else wins, and you got like five teams who could easily win that. You got. St. Bonaventure, you have St. Louis, you have VCU, you have Dayton. Dayton's Rich, the only one. Richmond that, is Richmond's oh, decent. Richmond's good. Yeah, I mean, Dayton's the only one who's on the bubble right now. 
out of all of them somehow, okay. which doesn't really make sense to me because yeah. they all have very solid non-conference wins. And the committee seem, or Lenardi at least, seems to be taking a lot out on their conference. Like basically saying if they lose the in their conference, that, like right. they're The quality bad, of that conference only... is usually, the A10 usually gets... I'd say at least three teams in. I was going to say, they at least sneak about the three in and every year. And sometimes if they have a good year, they get four or five in. Yeah. And it's and like you said, this year, it's looking like one. But that would that was what I was going to say is the other bid stealer is the A-10. I think if mm. someone other than Davidson wins it, which very well they could be. Dayton just beat Davidson. They did. Um, and BCU beat Davidson last month, too. So Okay. And, and Davidson is, I think they're probably towing the line on the bubble. They should be in. They beat Alabama. Right. earlier this they, year they should it's be a in. very solid win dayton I'm, should be in too but we're i'm very much <laughs> i've always had the stance and it's slightly biased and skewed this year because of michigan but i've always had the stance of the small teams that that get punished for the conference that they play in is i think just think that's kind of bogus yes they should schedule some teams out of conference to try and get some you know some big wins in out of conference like you got to you got to give yourself some chances well, like you said, Davidson beat Alabama. Like, if they schedule Alabama out of conference and you beat Alabama and then you get first place in the A-10 in the regular season, like, there shouldn't even be a question. You should be in. You should be in. 100%. Over, and- they should be in over teams like Oregon, Indiana, like these teams that are in, in major conferences that have lost 12, 13, 14 games. And, like I said, slightly biased this year because I want Michigan to get in. <laughs> I think Michigan helped their – they should be in after today after beating Ohio State. Agreed. But that's to me, I hate that when they when they leave out the, you know, the the mid major team that went twenty four and and five, and they don't make it because they didn't have enough quad one wins. It's like oh they're zero and two in quad one games. They didn't make it. It's like, dude, they they won twenty five twenty four games, twenty five games, whatever it is. And mm. you're and a lot in, of times those teams have like an actual solid like quad one win in non-conference play a lot of the right. time. It's like randomly right. have one. And it's like, oh, they only have one versus, you know, Indiana who has like four or five or six because they play in the Big Ten where every single game is a quad one game. Exactly. And no and one lost wants to play. 14 games. No one wants to schedule the good mid-major team. So they can't even no. get good teams on their schedule. The People only are... team I feel like that gets games now is Gonzaga. Gonzaga schedules a super hard non-conference now because they were ripped on it for years for not playing hard competition and then it always screws them come march because they play you know they play in a a lower conference so then they roll their conference and then they haven't been tested in a while so then they run into a good team in march and then they get upset you know they made the national championship twice now which is fantastic most teams don't do that but the, the knock on them is they always get a one seed and then they lose to a four seed or an eight or nine seed, and they get mm. upset because they don't get competition. Now Gonzaga's non-conference schedule is always like insanely difficult. They played like Duke and Texas and Alabama, and I think they had Baylor scheduled. Like they had, they they played like four, five, six tough non-conference games. So teams scheduled Gonzaga because it's that nationally big game. For them, yeah, it's good. Other big schools don't market. want to schedule these good mid majors because it they it'll only lose stuff for them. It doesn't gain anything. Literally, like, like why is Kansas going to want to play, you know, Richmond, 
when they I could mean, just go schedule a super small school and kick the crap out of them. Or I mean, they Kansas schedule is it. already regretting playing Dayton earlier this year when they lost. Right, right, <laughs> right. So that was in a tournament though, so they didn't even have a was choice that this there. Year or last year when they lo- uh, they lost in Maui. That was Maui when Day- when Dayton beat them. I thought that was last year. It was this year. Okay, it was this year. All right, that was, was the Dayton, opening weekend. Th- this is where Dayton's resume is. Their problem is before that Kansas game, they had two horrendous loss to losses to some terrible mid-major teams that kind of threw them off course. And that, that committee, I think, is really going to hold those two yeah. against them. Yeah. But they've been pretty good ever since then. So yeah, yeah, that's like that was Michigan's problem early in the year. No offense to the Gophers, but. Michigan has a terrible loss to Minnesota and a terrible loss to, uh, I think it was FIU, one of those Florida schools. They lost at home mm. to, or UCF, it was UCF, they lost to UCF. And it's like, dude, you take those two losses off Michigan's schedule and they're probably in, they're probably in and with solidly with like a six or seven seed. And now they're fighting for their lives because they have a couple of terrible losses and then they play in the Big Ten, which there's no easy games in the Big Ten. No, everything. As you hard. saw today. As you saw today, Nebraska beats Wisconsin on senior day in Wisconsin. Like, what? Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to give you that opportunity to knock the Badgers there. My wife will be very happy with you about that one. But uh, I respect the is. Badgers. It is what it is. So she's pulling hard for Iowa right now, but it's not looking good. Down six with two and a half left. Um. All right. So we got. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Any other? Is there any other? So eight, we covered the A10 WCC. Let's say then, uh, this is a conference. I'm just gonna toss out there. Only one team's getting in, and whoever wins the conference tournament. But the four team, the four best teams in the conference, Conference USA, are all very talented. North Texas, Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee State, and ooh, I can't remember the fourth one. But all four, I mean, okay. all four, I believe, have had Solid. upsets. I mean, in March, even in so the last be, few they, years. They, whoever wins that conference is going to be a double-digit seed, but not. It's going to be, it's gonna be, be a lower seed, probably. 12, 13 seed, somewhere in that range. That'll be like a popular popular upset pick. North Texas, I think, beat Purdue last year, right? Yes, I think yep. you're right. 13 and then four. I, yeah, and I, I heard... Um, Earlier today, that they're only better than they were last year, so that's kind of scary. If they're yeah. a 12 seed, no one wants right. to see them. <laughs> right. Um. Oh my gosh. Do you see that stat? That you that you can't pick them. You're legally not allowed to pick them in March now. Iowa is seven for 16 from the free throw line. You. It's gross. Can't so Ben Ben's games. addicted. Ben's addicted to teams that make their free throws, and I am addicted to teams that don't turn the ball over. And take good shots so we'll have a you'll do a free throw bracket where you just fill out a bracket with all the best free throw percentages and i'll probably do one this year with uh whatever teams have the best like assist to turnover ratio or some type of over least amount of turnover some type something like that so you know i'll have villanova and wisconsin those davidson probably those random teams that just like play fundamental basketball and never turn no, the ball it's always over. gonna work exactly that's right that's right uh, who is didn't you have a Super high seed last year that was like amazing at making free throws. You had him in like the national championship. Uh, Oral Roberts. 
Oh, oh yeah, that's who I, I had. Oral they Roberts. Won. <laughs> and then they won. I picked her up. They, they were like, <laughs> they were the number so one like free throw shooting team in like the country. I think. Last and you're year. like, was... dude, watch. You're like, dude, watch. They make free throws. They're going. And I was like, okay, whatever. They're 15 seed. And then all of a sudden they make the Sweet 16. And I was like, oh my gosh, Ben's free throw bracket's gonna be better than half of America. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it hey, if team can hit free throws and they're down in a close game, yeah. hey, it's gonna Absolutely. come down to it. 100 percent 100 percent oh that's why Mich- that's why michigan won today they made free throws at the end tough environment like there's nothing worse than having like having your team go to the line and you're like please dear lord please let us today make our free throws versus <laughs> other teams where you're like oh free throws like there's certain teams where you know going in that you're good like they're gonna you got three guys that shoot 80 percent plus villanova right this year then aren't they setting the record they're they're second in record or something, but they have like it's like the t- as a team they shoot like eighty three percent, and nuts. over the last month they've shot like ninety percent as a team, right. which it's is nuts. just absurd. Like, right. right, you'd think it would just be Colin Gillespie, but it's literally the whole team. It's like oh, whenever they get fouled, automatic two points. Yeah, like the worst guy on their team probably shoots seventy five percent. Right, right. Um, so I have a stat about bid stealing potential that I wrote down. Um. Apparently last year, so there's 30, 32 auto bids, but only it says 31 one seeds last year. So I'm wondering if like a conference didn't have their tournament last year, like the Ivy League did something weird. But whatever, 31 one seeds last year, only 17 one seeds won their conference tournaments last year. So about half, right. little over half won their conference. So have a lot of teams, a lot of conferences where the one seed doesn't win it, but. Most like we we like said a couple of times, there's most of the bid stealers that we got are unless unless some random teams win a couple of random teams win the big ones. You know, I was gonna say SEC, another Big East, Big Twelve, yeah. like those Mountain ones. Someone makes run like or, Oregon State, right? Oregon State last year, one twelve. They had no they had no chance of being in. Oh yeah, without that, Georgetown and then they win last it. Year. And Georgetown, both of them. Yeah, right. Two. So two of the you know main the six big conferences had teams win it. So that always could happen this year mm, agreed but um yeah and i was gonna say see. the mountain west conference easily oh yes that's the other one i wanted to hit i wrote that one down there's four teams who are in right now right uh, san diego state boise state colorado state and wyoming and wyoming's the only one on the bubble right now and yeah. espn's could... got locks locks as colorado state boise state and then should be in San Diego State, and then work to do Wyoming. That's it. Those those four, right? Yes. Those four. Correct. Oh, he's got he's got work to do. He's got uh, South Dakota State as so that could be a bid steal. San Diego State, you mean? South Dakota State as he's in his other. They're not the same conference, but we were talking oh, about them earlier. Yeah. So if if they don't win their conference tournament, it looks like they're on the bubble. South Dakota State appears in most brackets as a 12 seed. If they earn the auto bid, so if they don't, they could potentially still sneak in as a bubble team. They would be squarely on no. the bubble. And then yeah, you but got your you got South your uh, states in. They must have a some non-conference one. They're, 20, they're 27, 27 and four, and it says top fifty ranking for strength of record. Oh, as well. So, okay. um, but yeah, I think I see. I don't know. This is maybe it'll come back to bite me this year, but I'm gonna take the stance that. I don't think that the Mountain West is going to have success in March. I watched a couple of their oh. late night games. They just play so slow. 
and like grinding defense. Grinding and maybe defense. they win a couple ugly games, but San Diego State, how many times have they been a three seed and they lose in the second round to a was, six seed? Like I was just gonna say, the only team I'd choose from there is San Diego State because I believe they are a very good three point shooting team. Okay. So they, right. I think they, I think they're very good defensively, so they keep it low scoring, but it's a good recipe if they have to catch up, they can at right. least do so in a right quick fashion, unlike some of the other teams. I, I can't see Boise State. I've watched them a few times. I just feel like, oh, my gosh, they just it's slow defense. Like, and uh, for me to pick you in March, I mean, everyone's got everyone puts their heart in it. Like you try and put, I watch we watch a ton of college basketball, right? That's why we're doing this podcast, because we're we're basically addicted to college basketball. Right. Injected into and, my like veins. whenever I get home, I'm like, I got to be productive, do stuff around the house. I'm like, well, Creighton's playing Seton Hall tonight. So I kind of need to watch Creighton play Seton Hall, <laughs> you know, like stuff like, like it just, I don't care what game is on. I want to watch it. And I've put them on. And sometimes those Mountain West teams, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, my eyes are bleeding right now mm-hmm. from watching Boise State play against Colorado State. One they of those all games. play the same style. I don't remember what, I don't remember which two teams it was. One of those games, Ben, had a, a total of like 79 points in it. Total. Total. Oh, dear It Lord. was like, it was like, what was the score? I want to say it was like 47 to 32 or something like See, that. I was like, that like, it almost disqual. I didn't watch that game. It almost disqualifies me picking them in March. Actually. You can only score 32 points in one game. And the thing is, like, that style of play, like, works occasionally for like an upset here and there right. but right. it's not gonna it's not gonna long last it's not long lasting because that is not you how cannot... you're gonna beat that is, like th- that's what most of these mountain west teams are probably between the nine and 12 range i don't think any of them are higher than that i think so Boise like maybe, maybe they get, get a, a six or like a seven yeah. maybe right but, so yeah. maybe they win i, I they, they get to the first round but most of those teams you're playing in the second round I doubt you're going to win an ugly game like that Playing against like one or Kentucky. two seeds, right? Yeah. Like Kentucky or Arizona or Gonzaga, they're the not going to get going to overwhelm you. Right. It, it, it's right. just too much. Exactly. Most of the ups, the, the upset teams typically in March, the big upset teams, all big and one for Iowa cut it to three with the free throw coming. Um, the, the biggest upset teams in March typically are, they play against a top tier team with a ton of talent that, doesn't play great defense and they outscore them like Oral Roberts last year put up 80 on Ohio state because Ohio state didn't play good defense. Literally. And typically you don't see top seeds lose to lower seeds in like a fifties game. Usually it's in the seventies or eighties. I don't have any stats to back that up, but that's my <laughs> gut feeling on. I feel like most I, of the time. I believe you. <laughs> does you that sound me. right though? It does. does it does. Right? It I don't, really remember does. Iowa. Iowa lost last year. Iowa's a popular pick because Luca Garza, player of the year, all this stuff. And they played Oregon in the second round, and Oregon put up like, like ninety something points on Iowa because they didn't play in defense. Like that's how those teams lose. They they just give up a a bunch a bunch of points to everybody. Purdue. Yeah, <laughs> deep, like that. Their total recipe for that this year. Purdue could Purdue could win it all. They have the talent to win it all. Literally, they could lose to a team really early if a team gets hot and they don't play defense. Literally. Jaden Ivey might be the best player in college basketball, but he does not care about defense. He, right, he and looks, he's athletic enough to shut down anybody. Like literally, he's, he's a freak of nature. He's like this year's only. He's like comparable to John Morant almost 
with his athleticism, how you can just like fly over people. He just flies over people. But right, you're right. Defensively, they just get lazy and get lit up. I mean, Michigan, Michigan's the year this year. They've been so up and down. They beat them by 25. What? What? Yeah, it's nuts. Like, it should not <laughs> yeah. be a thing. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, so all right, let's go. Excluding Gonzaga, favorite mid-major team to make a run. Hmm. Excluding, obviously, can't pick Gonzaga because they're going to be the number one overall seed most likely. I mean. <laughs> Well, mine um, might be biased. I'm I'm probably going Murray State. I watched them play a couple times now. They're gonna they're, they're on that the eight nine line. Yeah, I, yes. which will be tough because as a mid major, I was gonna ask you this too. As a mid major, would did you would you rather have? I feel like you would almost rather be a lower seed. Like being like a twelve or a thirteen seed is like the best place to be for a mid major because then you're playing. Your little your mini bracket, you know, you have the four, five seed in there. If you move all the way up to a nine, you're drawing you're drawing the one exactly. seed in the second round. It's not I helpful. mean, it worked out last year. Loyola Chicago took down uh, Illinois. Illinois, right? Yeah. My boy, my boy Cameron Crutwig, the goat <laughs> last year. They still have um, so many players who returned this year. They, yeah, they should be yeah. good. Oh, yeah. They're tempting I think, to pick. I, I think Sister Jean used used her extra COVID year, so she's eligible again. <laughs> She's been there for a few extra years. Yeah, you know that's right. <laughs> no, no disrespect to Sister Jean. I mean, how can you what hate her? What a saint. She's literally. I mean, they have they have God on their on their side. They, they really time. do. That that was the uh, just side note. Quick, do you remember that last year? Oh, we got fouled on the three. Oh my gosh. Do you remember that uh, last year when they released her prayer before the game? Yeah, like like it was all over social media. It was like help our threes to go in, and that like brick shot, like like it was our like, stout like, defense. Yes, it's like yes. what? Dude, that was the best. Oh my gosh! It was like Sister Jean, God bless you and your ninety nine year old self. Like that is too funny to me. Carrying it, carrying yeah. it. So yeah, I think I think Murray State. I watched them play a couple times though against. I watched their Belmont games where like the spread was close and it was supposed to be close games and they boat raced Belmont, like mm-hmm. beat them by 20 plus. And Belmont's a typically a solid mid-major team. And then last night their game was close. Uh, what's his name? Did he just miss two free throws? I think he just missed two free throws. I think he did too. Wow, I was Unbelievable. choke. Is that Keegan uh, Murray? Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure it is. Choke job, bro. Tough scene. Um. But yeah, Murray State. They have a they have the all time leading three point shooter in the OVC. Uh, I want to say his last name is Wilson, but he came out yesterday, literally made three threes in a row, like That's splash, crazy. splash, splash. I'm like, okay, you I mean, have my score. attention. I'm like, you have my attention. You can score. They have a a beast. They have a stretch like a a center that can also shoot it, so he can stretch the floor, and force those other teams to. Uh, Force those other teams to, um, you know, come out on them. Where, where you, got, you draw a guy like Kofi Coburn, and you actually have to make him defend all the way out to the three-point line. They mm-hmm. can't just sit back and protect the rim. So, yeah, I like Murray State. That's my that's my pick. I, I think I think Murray State's a solid one. I kind I hope, I hope for their sake, somehow they get bumped to like a 
like a six somehow for this, just to right. help them out a little bit. Even a bit. seven. Even a seven. Yeah, if they, if they, if they play two in the next second round, it'd be tough if they draw the the one yeah. seed in the second round. It would be hard. But yeah. I will say, I think my mid-major I'm, I'm looking at is, I mean, I'm going to give Loyal Chicago credit, and they're probably going to be around a 10 seed. And yep. I think they could, again, make a run. They can do it. But I'm also going to say whoever wins um, your conference. I'm going to say the A10. The A10, yeah. I was going to say, whoever wins the A10 and Davidson, potentially, I'm yeah. going to give credit because I think they're underrated. and They spray it, don't they? Davidson, three? Uh, yeah, Davidson yeah. really, really good. And they're and, like one of those uber-efficient teams. They just they take good shots, and they hit tray balls at a, at a crazy mm-hmm. clip. That's perfect mid-major recipe for upset. Agreed. And I think I think – They'll be great, and I think I'm I'm really hoping Davidson makes the championship, so it secures their spot, and then someone right. beats Davidson, so another sure, team gets so you in. Get at least at least two. Dayton yeah. or the Bonnies. Bonnie's got like six seniors on that team. One of the best mascots. One of the best uh, mascots in college basketball. They just dealt with injuries this year. Otherwise, yeah. I think they would have been golden. Yeah. For a good run. So, for sure. Fingers for sure. crossed. Yeah. All right, should we get into the major ones now? I would Big agree. Tourneys? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do it. Um, where do you want to start? Let's start with our conference. Let's start with the Big Ten. Let's go to the Big Ten first. The Big Ten has been just wild this year. It's and so I'm, many I'm, good teams. I'm, I feel like since we're in the Midwest, like we we're surrounded by Big Ten, I feel like we get Big Ten bias a lot. And last year, we just force fed this this false narrative that the big 10 is the best conference in the country. You know, Michigan was a one seed. Illinois was a one seed. Uh, Ohio state was a two seed. Iowa was a two seed. You had like, Purdue was a four seed. Heavy. For, yeah. Purdue was good. Like all these teams were like, everyone was like, dude, the big 10 hasn't won since Michigan state in 2000. Right. They won it all. And last year it was like, dude, this is the big 10's year. And then everybody lost except Michigan. They got upset in the elite eight. It was like, okay, what a disappointment. And I feel like that might happen again this year. I think Good. the Big Ten style might just not just, match up with the rest of the country. I, I, it really, it could, I think it, it's a style it, thing. Re, it really feels that way every time. Last, Even the last few years, it feels like almost. I know. It just, they, the Big Ten Michigan just State hasn't move. been the same team. They, they, they haven't made a run in – it's been a while since they They're not making a run. run this year. They don't have a guard who can play. I, yeah, <laughs> right. And and I, so I think like I think Iowa can score outscore anybody, but none of them. I don't. What team in the Big Ten right now that's in the tournament is like known for their lockdown defense? I'm exactly. I'm, this, yeah, is gonna, right. this is this is gonna. <laughs> this hurts me to say, but the best team defensively is Wisconsin. And yeah, and they're not, and they're still not like a. They're an efficient. They've, they have Johnny Davis and and Tyler Wall. Like they're a pretty efficient offensive team. They're not. It's not like they're holding teams in the fifties every game. They're still. Mm-hmm. I feel like most Big Ten teams, most games are in the seventies. And I think some of these mid-major, like smaller schools, or even even lower seeds from the other like SEC, Big Twelve, those kind of schools. I think they're just going to outscore them because I don't think the Big Ten has the the defensive prowess to match up. Oh my gosh, Trey Ball. Oh my gosh! Oh, in and out. Illinois share of the Big Ten. I think they get the one seed then. 
Do they? I think so. I think I was reading that. So Michigan would draw them in the second round, which stinks because they smoked us twice. Has there but been more crowd storming than normal this year? I feel like there's been a lot of crowd storming. I mean, it won the Big Ten Championship, so. I guess. Yes. And in a pretty electric game. True. But, but Big Ten overall, um, I seriously think, I think Illinois is the best team. I think Illinois, top to bottom, I think I they agree. have shot makers. I think they could shoot threes, and then you got Kofi down low. They, they, they're but not they always have, consistent, but right. I think if there's a team out of the Big Ten that can actually win it all or even make a Final Four, it's, it's Illinois. I think it's Illinois, and then I think Purdue also has the potential to do it. Straight off but talent. like you said, inconsistent. They, they, if they have one lackadaisical defensive performance, see ya. Literally, and yeah, I, they're gone. I, I haven't been a believer in Wisconsin all year, but they kind of have forced us to make a, me a believer in them a right. little bit. And then they like, lost to Nebraska today. Right, and then they go <laughs> home and lose at home to Nebraska. Like, are you kidding me? But Johnny Davis is a certified baller. He's he is very good. Brad Davison's in his twelfth year. And, and he's still taking his charges best year somehow. Right. And he's still taking charges. Him and him and Jordan Bohannon have literally been in the big 10 since 2002. You it can't really convince me otherwise. Way. Can't convince me otherwise. Um, so I think the big 10 championship, there's legitimately like 10 teams that could win the big 10 tournament. Oh yeah. It's going to be whoever, whoever gets hot. Like Michigan beat Ohio state on the road today. I legitimately, this is biased probably as a Michigan fan, but I think Michigan could win the Big Ten tournament. I mean, they're hot right now. They're one of the hottest teams. They've, they've been alternating wins and losses, but they've won a few big games recently. They smoked Purdue. But you could say about every team. Every team's had hiccups against against lesser teams, but then they all have huge match marquee wins. I mean, mm-hmm. just, there's the bracket right there. Yeah. I, legitimately, I think one through nine. I don't think maybe Minnesota. Well, you, you can throw Minnesota in there if you want to. But you know, but yeah. they're poised to make a run. Yeah. <laughs> they, I, mean, I yeah, I think any of those top nine and Indiana probably could take out. And I don't, I'm not a huge Rutgers believer. Indiana has the talent, but they have done a very poor job of executing this year, and that's been yeah disappointing. Right. And they've choked down the stretch big time. Oh. They do not have the momentum right now. <laughs> no, they do not. And and I said I wasn't a Rutgers believer, but like. Rutgers, another team. They had that stretch in two weeks where they won like Ooh, five know, ranked matchups in a okay. row. Then, and actually, this answer to the who has the best defense in the Big Ten, it's Rutgers. Yeah, Rutgers Ron plays, Baker, plays that style. And yeah, he's uh, Geo, they have, Geo Baker. Geo, 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 Ron, Ron Baker. Baker. Ron Baker, the goat from Wichita State. You know that's right. I got yeah. Ron Harper Jr. is the other one. Like, come on, the other come on, other son. Rutgers guy. Yeah, but Geo Baker, they both play really good defense, and that's hard to find. So that's I. That's how they've somehow kept. That's how they've kind of made their way into the tournament almost because of that. So, right, right. So, but I mean, all right. Anything else from the Big Ten? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say I mean, Iowa. 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 Look like they should win the that game that we just had on. Like yeah. you make some free throws, and you win that game. And you had a shot at the buzzer that goes in and out. Yeah, you know, like I mean, Iowa literally. can win it. Purdue, we've talked Purdue already, Wisconsin. All the top seeds can win it. I, the only two teams who are technically in the NCAA tournament right now who I don't think can win it, win the Big Ten tournament because they have just looked horrendous lately, 
and that is Michigan State and Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. The, which is good for you. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to argue that point. I'll, like, you're not going to find me defending either one of those teams. They both. No offense to any list, any people that are listening lately. that are Michigan State or Ohio State fans. I love you, but no, sorry. They look terrible lately. <laughs> both of them. I can't get over how bad they look. Yeah. Um. So let's do predictions for each big tournament we got in the Big yeah. Ten. So Big Ten. Um. I'm gonna go with Purdue. All right. I think the they're gonna. Does my does my heart say Purdue and does my mind kind of say Wisconsin and I hate it? Yeah, but so th- there's your credit, Wisconsin. I I said good things. Man. I was but, going in podcast. Yeah, there you go. That was very that's very big of you. Clap it up <laughs> for Ben for for saying one nice sentence about his rival. Good job. Proud of you. <laughs> um, right before we started this, I was going through each conference, like trying to like say, all right, this is the team I'm gonna pick. I was I was gonna pick Illinois, but now I feel like they this is such a huge win, and they won the regular season turn regular season like co regular season champs, and now I feel like there's a letdown coming in the in the the conference tournament. So, oh my gosh, I'll join you. I'm gonna go. Pretty Hart wants to obviously say Michigan, see if they can make a run. I just am not confident against if Michigan beats Illinois. If Michigan can win against Indiana, and if they beat Illinois in the second round, then I think Michigan that they would be my pick. But I don't think Michigan matches up well with Illinois. They got spanked by them twice because they just lit it up. Ah, uh, what's his name? That is Jake, not Jake Plummer. That's the quarterback. Alfonso Plummer. Alfonso Plummer. I believe it's Alfonso. I think that's his name. Yeah. He 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 had like 22 points in the first half against Michigan. Uh, he's like, a he just baller. made every. He's so when he's on. He changes that team. He he really does. He's he's an X factor for them. If, right, because you if, always have Kofi down double double machine, and they have most teams have to double team him. Mm. Um, I'm gonna join you. I'll, I'll do Purdue as well. Nice. Um, last thing about the Big Ten, and this is also maybe it's a style thing, but the best bigs in the country, they're they're big. Like every night you have big guys that are just literally monsters. Hunter Dickinson. Zach Eady and uh, Travion Williams, same team. Kofi Coburn, um, Keegan Murray, EJ Liddell. Like, Jamison Battle. Toss yeah, them. sure, Jamison Battle. <laughs> well, like, those, like all those teams. Uh, I don't, would you consider Wall a big guy? Not really. Kind of. He's like a small forward power forward. I wouldn't call him elite, but he's been he's not, very... He's not a, and he's not a... Right. Right. He's been but those very other good ones, the last like, two months. Those other guys are, are literally the go-to players for their team. Absolute double-double machines. Mm-hmm. And and alter stuff defensively. Where, to me, that should help you in the big in the big dance. But it didn't last year. All those teams that got upset. I'm like, dude, if, if you're throwing these guys against smaller mid-major teams, you just clear out and let those guys go to work. They should they should eat and get 25-plus. Literally. Kofi Coburn, I'm I'm sorry. I love Cameron Crutwood, but Kofi Coburn <laughs> should have ate him alive last year. Dude, it was it was it the was, power of the mustache. It was you couldn't so stop ridiculous. it. It's like what? I don't. They didn't they score like fifty something points. Like it was like low scoring, good like, crappy game. And, and Cameron Crutwood was, was the one that was the offensive. He like lit him up. 
Yeah, he was like making he was, he was making hook shots in, in mid range. It's like he was bullying hey. Colbert. It was like, yeah. what are you doing? The Adam Schefter's tweet: assault, assault, <laughs> assault. Yeah, assault. <laughs> yeah. It was tough, man. So best bigs in the country, and they should. I think I I want the Big Ten to do well. We'll see. Hopefully this year's different. I hope at least there's a few teams that make the Sweet 16. And um, who's on the bubble? Anybody really? Indiana's firmly on the bubble. Indiana, I think Rutgers is still slightly on the bubble. It, I think Rutgers is a top four seed, though, so they should all be three, pretty good. There's Michigan, Rutgers, Indiana, work to do. Um, I mean, Michigan, I, they're in the last four buys, I think. And I think if Michigan were to lose to Indiana, they'd still be there, and they'd need I a lot of other teams to like I, win I, in order to, right. for them. I, I mean, that's a huge game. Indiana, Indiana-Michigan's first round. They play each other. I think yeah, if Michigan I mean, yeah, beats Michigan. Indiana, I mean, Michigan beats Indiana, Indiana's probably out because they've yes. been slumping big time. And I, I wouldn't want to see that. I'd rather mid-major get in over them. They, I think if Indiana beats Michigan, Michigan won a few big games. They lost a few big games the last couple of weeks. I think they've got enough quad one wins, and their net I think is pretty high. I think they're top forty in the net. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're in. But I think if they lose to Indiana, they, they very very well may be in one of the play in games. I think they might be a last four in. If they I beat think, Indiana, I think they're in without a buy, in, no matter regardless of Illinois, regardless of if they beat Illinois. Yeah. And even After if today, I think they're in still regardless. They they might get in a play in game, but they'll be in regardless. Michigan, Indiana, or Rutgers. Michigan, I was saying. Oh, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Michigan's yeah. safe no matter what. And yeah. I think Rutgers. I think Rutgers, Rutgers is. I think Rutgers gets it. Who do they play first? You know. They're by because they did good in the Big Ten. They just showed they're it. Not they're not top the, four. They're the four. No way. Get out of here. I believe they just showed it on Fox. Yeah, they're the four seed. That's nuts to me. And they're on the bubble. Yeah. I'm looking right now. They, oh my gosh, Ben, you are right. They, Iowa, Iowa was the four. Yep. If Iowa would have won that, then they would have been the five. So I, that's a tough draw still for Rutgers. So Iowa will play the winner of the 12-13 matchup. Right. They'll play one of those other, the other playing games start Wednesday. So yeah. Iowa will play one of those. Or no, I think the bottom play, this playing game. Oh, the playing games are Wednesday. You right. You right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Minnesota plays like Penn State, and then Nebraska and Penn or Nebraska and Northwestern probably. So Iowa will play one of those teams and they win. That's a tough draw for Rutgers in the first round. Got to play yeah, Iowa right away. Tough draw when they play Minnesota. True. Yeah. When Minnesota, <laughs> when Jameson Battle puts the team on his back. Hey, they beat Rutgers right? this year. That's one of their and only they beat Michigan. Wins. And they beat Michigan. That's two quad one wins. Put put Minnesota in. Put them in. They're like they're like two and twelve in quad one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Big Ten tournaments. Like, I could talk. We could talk. We're this is going to be a way longer episode than we wanted it to be. But it's just people just have to break it up when they listen to it. You won't be able to listen to it all in one sitting. It's just because we're addicted to college basketball. It's the best. Exactly. It's the best. Championship it, it, week. Championship week, there's just too much going on. It's way too much going on. Got to get right? through it all. You know, we could have started the podcast a little earlier and gotten to hit some of these teams earlier, but this is this is we're embarking on the journey. The best week are followed by the second best week of the year, all included in the best month of the year. Great. Right. We sleep in May. John Rothstein. Shout out. CC. CC John Rothstein. Yeah. Right. 
Um, all right, so that's Big Ten. Let's go. Um, let's go SEC. SEC next. Oh, wow, the SEC's stupid good this year. Uh, best conference, in my opinion. Uh, I would agree. I mean, absolutely nuts. They're they're loaded. I don't know. I'm thinking. I wrote this down. I wrote this down. Um, Auburn. You get Auburn and Kentucky, or you get the field in the SEC tournament. Who are you taking? Field. Taking the field over Auburn, Kentucky? Yep. I, yeah, I mean, the SEC's deep. They're good. I think uh, I'm, I'm – maybe that's just also because I'm a big must-bus guy. Okay. Eric Musselman, and I love Arkansas. Yeah. Yep. So um, I lean a little bit towards them. Um, but I also – uh, I mean, Tennessee is really good too. I mean, they showed that too. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was maybe because I lost a couple bets on on T. I was I like was a hater. I think that was last year though. Um, they they are. I haven't watched them a ton, so whenever I don't watch teams, like I'm not convinced to buy them yet. Mm-hmm. And then I was like. I looked on Saturday. I was like, oh, my gosh. They were boat racing Arkansas. I was like, okay, Tennessee's legit. And then they almost blew a 24-point lead against them. And they were undefeated at home. So that, right, that is which, which, which is something. And and I, I think my dad and I have always talked about this. Is, is what did you do on the road or neutral games? That's what matters for March. Agreed. Home court advantage doesn't mean squat in in March. Maybe the first weekend it helps you because you, you get a local game. You know, you, you get a – your your fans travel well, and let's say like I don't know where the brackets, I don't know where the host cities are. Like uh, Milwaukee's hosting, right? Oh yeah, this year. Trying to go. So, <laughs> right. So um, so like Wisconsin, obviously, like if they're they'll be in Milwaukee for their first two games, so they'll have somewhat of a home court advantage. But then after that, home court means it doesn't mean anything in March Madness. Literally, yeah. So whenever teams have a great home record, I'm like, okay, cool, you won where you're comfortable. Can you win in an environment that's not comfortable and where it's a you know, neutral court or, or maybe even there's more of fans of the other team there. So I don't know. I got to watch Tennessee. That's uh, SEC tournaments. Definitely on my top, top of my list this week to watch because there's some really good teams. Yeah. It's uh that's a, it's really, it's giving me anxiety thinking about the SEC, but yeah. for a team I'm going to pick to win, I think I'm gonna pick Arkansas. I think they're just okay. they're hot as can be, and I think I think it was good for them to kind of get the realization loss against Tennessee, get that sure. out of the way, and they came back, so that's good for like kind of a little bit of momentum going into the sure. tournament. So I think I'm gonna ride with Arkansas. They just I ride mean, the must bus. Ah, uh, JD Note. JD Note. JD Note. And then uh, Williams. What's his first Jaylen name? Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams. East. He draws charges like crazy. Yeah, and he's got <laughs> great hair too. He does. <laughs> they're they are they're they feel they have a feel of like I mean and they were similar last year. They were didn't they make they make the Elite Eight last year? Yeah, they did. They beat Oral Roberts. Yep, they, I think they were right? yeah, I believe they were the team yeah. that beat Oral Roberts. I was gonna say they're like a they were like an Alabama last year, but they were similar to Alabama last year too. They're the same team they where they're if they get hot, they're a tough they're a tough out. They really, if, yeah. Because they 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 got athleticism across the board, mm. and if and if their shots are falling, JD Note is going to get his regardless. 
he's going to score 15 plus every game. Yep. And, and then if other guys step up and are making some outside shots, they are going to be a they threat. The, they're they're definitely in the conversation of a team that could make a run and win it all. They have the the guard from uh, what's his name Mundi, the guy from South Dakota last year who averaged okay. like 28 points per game at South Dakota yeah. last year. Yeah. And he's he's there too, and he's really good. He's there's other guard who starts, okay. and he can yeah. light it up when if if Note goes cold, he can light yeah. it up. So it's like. They're just loaded. I will take. Well, all right. I'll give you the field. I don't know if we're, we don't have a bet to make with each other yet. We have, we have to discuss off the air, baby. But I'll give you the field. I'll take Kentucky and Auburn. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm going. I'm riding Auburn. Auburn's my pick. But I'll give you. You get the field. Okay. I get Auburn and Kentucky, and we'll have to figure something out uh, off the air about about what we'll do, and then we'll tell the we can tell the people next week after Sounds the results good. come in. Okay. <laughs> Um, and you got bubble bubble teams. You got Florida and Texas A&M, both uh, unlikely to get. Yeah, in. they're they're firmly off the bubble. They would have to. One of them would have to make a run to the championship. Yeah, game. I think I think they need at least two quad, like two big wins. Mm. And when you got Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, LSU, and Arkansas to go through, your chances. Yeah, no, I don't no, like no. your chances. <laughs> <laughs> um, team to look out for, I think we have not discussed is LSU this year. Uh, Jacob they Eason. Super hot to start the year. Yeah. And they kind of fell apart. Fell off. And now they're hot. And now they're kind of hot again. Yeah. Um, their big guy, Jacob Eason, power four. He's kind of stretch four. He is, uh, he's a, a force. And then Xavier Pinson, their guard is one of the like shiftiest, quickest very- guards. He's so tough to guard. I feel like whenever they play out, whenever they play Alabama, it's like known for their huge football rivalry. Their basketball games always come down to the wire and are always high scoring and electric. Hashtag whenever they basketball play basketball schools. Yeah, true. Right. <laughs> yeah, especially Alabama. Definitely yeah. a basketball school. Yeah, they don't play in that national championship every yeah, year. Yeah, what? They lost this year in the national championship. Exactly. Like, are you serious? See, Georgia football school, they're terrible at basketball. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, uh, oh, there's another bias I have. I forgot to mention at the beginning. I, I've, I, I don't know if you join on this too a little bit. I've always been a Kentucky hater just because Calipari. No offense to Coach Cal. I just like grew up with my dad being a bias against him from all of I mean, his he, stuff that got, happened. He's got scandals literally everywhere right. he goes. Right. He's got a bunch of things. And, I did and then the, like, he started the team. one and done. He started the one and done thing. And I was like, gosh, I hate the one. Like, I just want players to stay and like, like, then then Duke kind of like brought in into it and like became better at the one and done. And I'm a Duke fan. So it would be like, I got to root for like Julio Okafor and Jabari Parker and Zion and these guys. And it's like, they're like some of my favorite players and you and Jason Tatum and you watch them for one year. And then it's like, dang it. Now they're in the NBA and like, you only get them for one year. Just to see them a second year, even like, right, right. Oh. So that's why that's why I've just never really been a huge Kentucky guy because they don't have guys that have been there forever. But Oscar Shibway has been there for a few years now, right? I believe so. He's, not, Shib- he's a freshman. Like he, I, I I ride with Oscar Shibway. Dude, he's, he is he's, he makes them less uh, hateable this year yeah, he's because so, the man is a vacuum cleaner on the board. Cleaner and he's junior. He's a junior. He's a genuine, great human being. 
and 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 right, and he just he just out he outworks you. Exactly. You are not Hustle. going. He grabs his lunch pail and puts his hard hat on and <laughs> tr- good, good luck. Good luck. The man is the man is reeling in fifteen and fifteen every game. Literally, it's it nuts. doesn't matter. Put him up against. That's a matchup I would love to see him play against some of the Big Ten Dunners. National Player of the Year. You think so? I, I think so. He's. I, I, I think he's I can't argue away it. with I it. I can't argue like, it. <laughs> I think he's. Uh, he's incredible. He's. Uh, he might be the the first Kentucky player that I've actually liked to watch. Like actually enjoy enjoy them. So yeah, that says something. Yeah. And when they're and I mean you can say this about every team in the country. I probably said it like six times on the podcast already. When they're making shots, they're tough to beat. Ty <laughs> <laughs> Ty Washington and I'm forgetting what their other guard is. And then they have uh, Grady, the three point sh- the the, mm. the marksman. Yeah. And like. When when those guys are going and their offense is humming and they're one of those guys is transition. a transfer from Davidson. Yeah, one's a transfer. Yeah, you're right. Let's Definitely just stay with Davidson. Right. So this is a different Kentucky team. Like, there's not a ton of like top tier talent. Like, uh, that that is like going to be top ten picks next year. Mm-hmm. You know, Shebway Shebway probably is going to be a, a prospect, but he's not like your typical one and done superstar Kentucky player. There's no Anthony Davises this year on Kentucky. Yeah, it, I mean it's it's different, and I I, I enjoy it a little bit. It makes yeah. them more rootable. It does, it does. I agree. But then whenever they cut to Coach Cal and his like slicked back hair, I'm like, gosh, I just still he's such a punchable he's, face. He's a scumbag. He's I, such a punchable face. <laughs> you know, I yeah, I don't know if we'll ever have him on the podcast. We'll see. But I, don't, I don't know if he'll he would not be my first request for an interview. I think I just ruined it when I called him a scumbag. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if, if he does, if he ever comes on, we will have to we'll have to play this clip for him and say, hey, here's what we used to. Here's what we thought of you. Just so you know, we got put we got clear the air, you know, clear the air. We're going to put it out. Be 100 percent on. Just say, hey, just so you know, this is out there. Don't take any offense. But Ben called you a scumbag. <laughs> I'll take. <laughs> All right. And then, all right, last thing about SEC. I picked him Final Four at the beginning of the year before I think they were ranked in, like, the 20s. I've been an Auburn guy all year. Yeah, you told me preseason predictions. You told I did. me. I did. And I look super smart right now. We'll see about by March if they're actually, you know. And it's good. I, I always like when the team that I like, when they lose a couple games, like, in February, and then the national attention kind of gets died down. Like, they were getting a lot of attention when they were, like, they were like 18 and one or 19 and one or something like that. Number one in the country. Mm-hmm. And then like they won a couple close games and it was like, Oh my gosh, this is like the best team ever at Auburn. And then they lost a few games and it's like, all right, he's back on the national tension. I don't want everyone picking them in brackets because as of right now, that's probably my pick. Well, and also what are the odds? If you're, if you win, if you're on like a 10 game win streak entering the tournament, what are the odds you're going to do that six more games? That's a 16-game win streak you have right. to end a season. Like, that's absurd. Right. It's crazy. And especially in the SEC, the conference yeah. you play in. It, it, like, it's too hard. But the reason I'm in on them is, I mean, you, I can break down their whole, most of their team. But Wendell Green and Katie Johnson are, like, these six-foot-nothing guards that are just bulldogs. Like, Here's they just my, go. They go, go, two. go. 
what, are what you say? two. Those they're going to be the reason if they lose, why they lose though. I agree. They want to. They are. They want to. Both of them want to take the last shot, and they need to give that ball to Jabari, and mm. it's a problem. Jabari Smith, future Piston. Um, what he's about. He, in after watching, I mean, I've watched the top three prospects have shifted all year, right? Chet, Chet Holmgren, Paolo Bencaro from Duke. Uh, Holmgren from Gonzaga and Jabari Smith from Auburn. Watching Jabari Smith play against SEC competition, his game is so built for the NBA. It, he's prepared. He it's takes turnaround, mid-range, contested threes. He's so lanky. He's still going to put more muscle on. Obviously, he's kind of he's he's a skinny dude right now, but he's got that like tough shot making ability that I want the ball in his hands. A lot of the time when I pick people in March, it's like I want to pick a team that's got, you know, I think they have the best player on the court. And when Auburn's playing, I think they at all times have the best player on the court. I would agree with that. And then the biggest X factor for that team is Walker Kessler. Oh, he's a beast. He's had multiple games where he's had 10 blocks. And then he's had other games where he's been completely neutralized and teams have taken it at him and he's gotten... Uh, kind of, kind of beaten up a little bit. Um, I think it was the I want to say it was Florida. It might have been Colin Castleton that had a really good game against him. I think they won a close, close against Florida a couple Top weeks ago. Top five name in college basketball, Colin, Colin Castleton. Yeah, I've always been a hater of his because he transferred from Michigan. He was terrible at Michigan. Now he's like absolute stud. But I could use another big guy. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, Walker Kessler though, like when he's clogging the paint and he can shoot it a little bit too. He's seven one and he's got a, he's got a little bit of a three point shot, but when he's cleaning up the glass and Katie Johnson and Wendell green are driving and dishing to him and then Jabari Smith's making shots, they are as potent as they come mm-hmm. for sure. So I'm taking Auburn um, probably to win it all. We'll see. That'll be the, that'll be the part about having this podcast. I won't be able to really keep my picks too secret because we'll have to talk about it. So don't copy my bracket, everybody listening, but Auburn's going to win the natty. We'll give our final four this week, and then we'll refuse to release our final four until after after week one. Okay. All right. Because we'll talk about it next week after after the brackets are revealed. And I might give a gut check. You know, I'll probably give a – we'll probably give gut check, like, uh, what we're leaning towards, but subject to change, obviously, by Thursday. Yep. You know, we'll be talking about it Sunday night when it comes out. And then we got three days to tinker and change everything, which I'm sure I will do. We've talked about that before this year, right? Like, I feel like this year more than ever, there is seriously like double-digit teams it, it, to make the to make the final four or one, but then double-digit teams that could legitimately win it all, mm. right? Like last year really felt last year really felt all year didn't it have the feel of Gonzaga and Baylor like almost the whole year. I mean, it, they were both it, 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 undefeated. And then Baylor really lost fun. a game or two, and Gonzaga was undefeated the whole year. And it was like, all right, these two teams are the best teams. Mm-hmm. And then they had, uh, they were supposed to play each other last year, and the COVID thing happened. So then it was like, oh, we they didn't get to play each other. Maybe they'll get to play each other in the, in March. And then they both just ran through March. Obviously, Gonzaga's buzzer beater was crazy against UCLA, but Baylor wasn't even really tested before. I mean, they kind of ran through everybody. This year does not feel like that at all. This year, I feel like I will not bracket shame anybody this year. If they pick a top 
four seed to win it all, I'll be like, yeah, like, that's realistic. They could win. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I mean, that that team could win. That team could win. Like, yeah, it's, it's seriously possible. so wide open. It's wide open every year. It's what makes March Madness the best. Yeah. But it is so wide open this year. With, and it's it's not like you said. It's not like there's one conference either. There's like the SEC. I think we agree is is best like depth wise and like top top tier teams. But there's the top of each conference has a few teams that it's like they are dominant and could if they're playing their best they can make a run and win it all. They can screw around and win six games and hoist the trophy. Um. Let's, All right, I have. Let's go Big East. Big East. Talk about the Huskies. Let's talk about the Huskies. Oh, love the Huskies. I'm just gonna pencil in picking UConn, right? <laughs> I'll pick UConn. Yeah. Uh, um, I just, talk about all. It. All I want in life is Nova UConn Chapter Three. <laughs> they're two. They're two three seed, right? Yep. Yeah, both. Uh, I think uh, in the yeah. Big East. I think the Pro- Providence is the one. So I think Providence they're the two and the three. So ooh. they just got to win one game, and then they'll, they'll play each other. I think the four right. or five, if I recall correctly, is Marquette and Creighton. Yes, that's – yep, yep. I think I think whoever comes out of UConn-Nova wins the tourney. And um, hoping that's yeah. UConn, obviously. I think if Sonogo keeps himself out of foul trouble, I think – they should they should be able to beat Villanova, but if he gets in foul trouble, they're done and they will get He's blown such out. A, <laughs> dude, remember we watched that game right beginning of the year, Auburn and I. I remember we were texting about it, and I was like, dude, these teams are both Final Four good, and they were both ranked in the twenties at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was like I'm, I was it was like double overtime, like 113 to 107, like just an insane game. And I was like, these teams have guards that make shots and big guys that are dominant, like. That team totally goes when Sonogo goes. It does. Sonogo goes. Sonogo goes. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, when he, he – I feel like his motor sometimes is not all – he's not like a all-in, all-the-time guy. Like Shibway. Or Shibway's like – Yes. He's mowing it. He's go, getting go, every go. rebound. Yeah. If a couple shots don't go in for Sonogo, I feel like he's not as aggressive and assertive. And then that really is like – if, when he's aggressive and teams have to key in on him, that opens up their shooters yep. a ton, and, and if, then they if, they can splash it with the if, best of them. If Sonogo does, if Sonogo is not being aggressive, then it's R.J. Cole hero ball, and he's like trying right. to carry them, and right. it's like that's not sustainable. That's not, especially in March, like yeah, one on one. That's that's the NBA. That's how you You're win not, the NBA is ISO. In March, it is a hundred percent like how you're clicking as a team, getting open looks for everybody, not going one-on-one unless you're like Jabari Smith or Paolo Boncaro. Or who's Kemba like, Walker. Correct, right, exactly. Shout out to the past. Yeah. <laughs> past you gone. Yeah, ugly. Was, that was his, was that his, that was the ugliest championship game or that was Shabazz? That was his. Butler. And yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the, the other one too, though. Wasn't the Kentucky one super ugly? It might have been. Butler UConn was, was, yeah, it was like my eyes. My eyes were Kemba was ice cold too. Yeah, like and they still won the Natty. Won. It was like, oh my gosh, it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Shout out Kemba though. Crossover at Madison Square Garden. Best, Go. one of the best college basketball highlights of all time. Oh, making that pit guy 
fall down and retire from the game of basketball. Literally. Yeah. You can't you can't come back after that. <laughs> if you're listening to this right now and you haven't seen that clip or even watched that clip in a while, go look up Kemba Walker crossover yeah. Madison Square Garden. Just <laughs> just absolute saucy. Um Providence thoughts. You know, Providence is a they're a solid team. And they actually they have a lot of they're very well rounded. That's, that's a good analysis of them, though. Like it's that's like the like the like probably one of the dumbest things you could say. Providence <laughs> is a solid team, which but it's true. <laughs> they're like a four or five seed in my mind, but they're going to be a three seed probably. But right. in my mind, they're like a four or five on a normal right. year. Like if they're if they're a five and there's a nice twelve playing them, I'm probably picking the twelve though. I just uh, right. don't. I don't I, see it. Even even if at the three seed, I'm probably not picking a fourteen. I don't usually do that unless I fall in love with the team like uh, Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin. Oh, Colgate too. Right. They didn't last win year. last year, but you, you were all in. They on made it. it fun. They made it fun. They did. And uh, I did pick Stephen F. Austin a few years ago when they beat Press Virginia. Oh, and uh, what's Press his name? The lumberjack guy. I don't remember his name. Oh, he was he had awesome. that sick beard. He was awesome. Yeah. Um, but I did. I did pick. So I do pick fourteen once in a while. Providence, I think nationally, like whenever you want social media, it's like, oh my gosh, this team's so lucky. They keep winning all these close games, blah, 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 blah. And like, that's been like ingrained in my head. I'm like, okay, so they're actually that good. They've just won a bunch of like games in kind of weird ways. But then at some point, if you keep winning games in those ways, you are good. Yeah. Luck's out the window (laughs) at some point. Like you can only get lucky a certain amount of times before you actually have to say, okay, they're actually good. And they've won you know, 15 Big East games, and they won the Big East outright. Yeah. So, like, like, if, if like, my view of them is, like, if anything, if they end up in a close game in March Madness, they're the team that can handle it because they've been there before. Right. They, right. they can take that, and they can run with it. I'm writing down some teams to make sure for this week that I need to tune into and watch them. I need to watch Providence along with Tennessee. Those are two teams that I need to – Get a little bit of I scouting. Need to, I need to watch Providence heavily. <laughs> yeah, I watched them the other night because they played Xavier, and Xavier was Xavier's been like kind of like Indiana, like I'm a I kind of am a Xavier fan. I get score updates on my phone and stuff, and like they have Zach Fremantle who's been there forever, and they have uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Paul Scruggs is their mm-hmm. point guard, yep. and then Jack Nungy, the goat from uh, Iowa, transfer from Iowa last year. Um, so they have some guys that I've like followed throughout their uh, NCAA career that I'm like was invested in this year, but they just they have struggled so much down the stretch. They lost. Stock I'm pretty down. sure they lost to DePaul. They lost a, like a few games at home that they're favored in, and then so I was watching that Providence game as like, all right, this is Xavier's chance to get a huge win, and they went. I think it was double overtime or triple overtime. Providence ended up winning, but Scruggs had that buzzer beater to send it to two overtimes. Mm-hmm. Electric game. So Xavier's one of those teams. I think they're, let's see, we got Bubble. We got, should be in, Marquette and Creighton. I think those teams are pretty squarely in. Yep. Um, And they play each other. So whoever wins that is definitely in. The other one's maybe a play-in type game, but I think they'll be, they should at least be 10 seeds. I would agree. Um, And then it says Xavier work to do. Um, yeah, they lost, they, they were, they were like a, up to a six seed and then they were like Indiana. They lost five in a row and then beat Georgetown 
at home. RIP Patrick Ewing. Owen yeah, like eight. Then they go Owen eighteen. Big East. In Biggie's play. Disgusting. That's just tough look. And you can't like, what do you do? Like you can't fire him, right? You can fire him. That's <laughs> I mean, yes. Obviously you can't. But like he's like the greatest Georgetown player ever. Like like his jersey's retired. They won did they win the national championship? I think they did, right? When he was there, I think so, yeah. Or, or was that the one they got upset? Like that was the big the was it that Villanova that all and they were like an eight or a nine seed Maybe, in the eighties. Yeah. I think the eighties there was a, that was when one of the top seeds won. That was like the highest seed that had ever won at all. Um, but yeah, that's tough. We're spending too much time talking about Georgetown, but that's just it's he's, he's fired. Let's establish that. Yeah, he should be. I just don't know as the AD like do all this stuff for him and then it's like okay you he's only made one ncaa tournament that he shouldn't have made last year so right because like, i'm pretty sure he got it he probably got like an extension dude like oh my gosh we won the tournament he's gonna he's gonna do great things at georgetown 0 and 18 this year yeah him i out. mean come on you lost to depaul twice that's embarrassing depaul <laughs> no offense to all the depaul fans that are listening to this podcast but there aren't many of you out here. There can't be, <laughs> you know? So I don't know. Biggie's going to be electric. I'm all in on, I'm, I'm taking Nova. Yeah. Colin Gillespie is like this year's vert. He's like my adopted, like every year I have like one player that I'm like, I want his Jersey someday. That's Colin Gillespie this year. He just is like, I, I don't think I've ever seen him make the wrong play basketball IQ wise. He, he's, he's always super, in the right spot. Smart. So, he he has a little bit of uh, Chauncey Billups in him, where he's a guard that posts up too. You don't see that very often nowadays. He'll go down on the block no and get way. a guard on the block. That's, that was yeah, a, right. It is. That was Brunson's that's, thing. Right. Jaylen that's Brunson Jay Wright. That's did. Jay Wright coaching that. I'm sure. Yeah. But that's his thing. Like he'll get guys on the block, and he's his footwork is just so good. And then he's always making the right pass. Doesn't turn the ball over much. Makes free throws at an insanely high clip. And he's a guy. Guard play is like what matters in March. Like you got a good big guy, great, but at the end of the game, you need a guy, you need a guard to have the ball and create, make a play. Give me Colin Gillespie over most of America to make a play, you know. And he's he's gonna draw contact or or something and get to the line or or make the play to get an open look or pick and roll, whatever it might be. So I'm in on them. They're they're big guys. Another he's their X factor though, Dixon. Mm, I if think he's when on, they played, that's going to be when the they difference. played UConn. I think it was when the they played UConn. Time. He had a career high. He had a career high and went for like 24, 26 points. And I was like, holy smokes, if Lude is eating like that, and then you also have Jalen Sam, uh, Jalen Samuels. I think that's correct. Jalen Samuels and uh, and Gillespie that are that are going. It's like, dude, they're that's that's a tough team to beat because they don't. They're not. They're a team that's. They're not going to beat themselves. No, they don't turn the ball over. They make their free throws. They shoot the three well. They play great right. defense. Like yeah, they check they check all the boxes of a team you want to pick in March. You know, like unlike Purdue, like like we talked about Purdue earlier, like <laughs> like Purdue's got a couple boxes checked, but then they're like if they have a defensive game where they're lackadaisical, it's like they could lose in the first round to a 15 seed. And they could lose by 20 to that 15 right, seed. Right, <laughs> right. So you never know. I don't see that happening to Illinois. 
or sorry, not Illinois. Uh, Nova. Villanova. Villanova. So Villanova. Right, I'm taking Nova. Nova's taking prone UConn. to those upsets. Yeah. Nova, UConn, um, ACC. ACC sucks this year. It it was. I mean, it was so interesting. Duke. North Carolina's on a five game win streak. So they've kind of regained their credibility a little bit finally, but there was a rough for a minute. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, you're a Carolina guy, and they're they're in. Duke's now, in. They were on the bubble a week ago. <laughs> right, Duke's in. Wake Forest is in. North Carolina's in. But like, what a weird year for the ACC. Notre Dame's in. Are they? Yep, Notre Dame's in. This is work to this is work to do, but they're probably I think they're probably in. They're probably in. Um. Miami, I think, is in two. I think those are five. The I five that right. they got in right now. And I don't uh, see anyone else. Yeah, Miami there. beat Miami beat Duke at Duke too. Yeah. Um, let's see. Hurricanes were expected to earn a ten seed prior to the road victory at the Carrier Dome. So that's yeah, that's a pretty good win at Syracuse. Yeah. I, uh, they're probably oh, in. I think Miami's not in this year. Cuse is trash. And then, <laughs> Oh my gosh, they're terrible. They they played no. They, the zone has been shredded this year. Nepotism basketball at its finest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you watch Syracuse wins the ACC tournament and then they make another freaking run in March because teams can't play against the zone in March. It's just tough to prepare for. It's literally we've seen it. How many times have we seen it with Syracuse? Yep. And it's just because, and I'm a firm believer, and it's just because they play a different style and it's hard to prepare for them in like a two day window. Like you, you're getting ready for a team on Thursday, and then you got to play Syracuse on Saturday. You only get two days to practice and do stuff and work against the zone, and they've been doing it all year. It's their system. It's what works, and so they always give teams problems. Except it hasn't worked this year. <laughs> no, not this year. Exactly, exactly. But like they've they've made they've they've got it. I don't know the stats behind that. They've got to be the most double digit seeds to make the Sweet Sixteen. Oh, I feel like they've done it three obnoxious. or four times. They've done it three or four times in the last. They made the final four as like an 11 seed or 10 seed. Yeah, that was the year everyone said they shouldn't have made it. Made the tournament, they right. They were resume. on the bubble and everyone was, everyone was mad that they made it over like the mid-majors because they had like 13 or 14 losses. And then they make a run and go to the final four. I was like, dude, that's so dumb. But respect. Respect to the zone. Got to respect the zone. <laughs> um, um, I don't I know. Is Virginia Tech? I haven't watched. I, the AC, I haven't watched much this year because, like I said, it's a down year. Typically, the ACC is like the Big Ten. You get like eight teams in. Yeah, Virginia but, Tech's out, I think. they would yeah, Virginia, have to too. Virginia stinks. What's Virginia. up? Virginia and Syracuse and Florida State. Those three teams are like staples every year in March, and none of them are making it. Here's – I was. this is actually something I thought of, though. I would say Florida State has won their last three games. They're feeling good. They're actually – this is like the, one of the first times they've been healthy all year. I wouldn't be surprised if they ruined someone, not necessarily win the ACC well, tournament, but ruined one of the top seeds' chances sure. at running. That's another one of your teams. You didn't mention them at the beginning. You're uh, a Florida I, State guy, kind of. Right? Same team every year. That's one team that I differ on you. Like, I'll disagree with you all day about Florida State solely because, like, they always play, to me, play too many players. Like, their depth is crazy every year. And come March, I want, like, the best seven players playing the rotation. And mm-hmm. Florida State goes, like, 12 deep every year. I feel like they play everybody well, they, and a ton of minutes. The 12? Or they try and get everyone involved. And then, guys, it's hard to get in a rhythm when guys aren't playing 
and that's you know, all fine together. during this like regular season, but they need Agreed. to lock it down in postseason play. Agreed, because by by March, like I said, you, you sent me that chart about like depth, best depth, you know. Yeah. And I, I was I was looking at almost thinking like, man, I, I would look at this chart based on the top players. The depth to me doesn't necessarily matter a ton in March because those guys' minutes are getting trimmed out, you know, as much as possible. Coaches are keeping their studs in. The best players are playing. 34 plus minutes. Yeah. The, like, I think, I think the depth is more valuable to those like mid major or lesser teams sure. who need to sure. exchange players and keep them rotating. So or, they can or, or if you get in a position where you get foul trouble, right? If someone yeah. gets in foul trouble, it's good to have that, uh, that depth to rely on and, and come back to when, if someone picks up two quick fouls in the first half, you get some quality minutes. But if that doesn't happen, then most of the time those studs are playing as much as possible in March Madness because that's it. That's what you play for. There's no, you're not saving yourself for anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, um, I'm thinking oh. Duke because I'm a homer and I think they're going to be out for vengeance after losing to North Carolina at home. I'm hoping it's a wake up call and they win the ACC tournament and then make a run coach case last year. But, I'm gonna say, Docker, I, I, know. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna take Duke too. There's, I don't think they're too, they're just they shouldn't lose. It's like stupid if they lose. Like, let's be real here. Like, they just got lit up. They played horrible defense against North Carolina. Yeah. Like, their 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 offense is always there. It is, and you their know? biggest and their biggest issue is is their guards. They're non-existent guards. Right. Because they have they right. play it, they play it, like when, a four forward lineup with Trevor right. Keels. Point. <laughs> right. So Jeremy Roach is definitely one of the fact, the X factors for them when when he's on, when he's playing well, they're definitely more of a factor. Um, and then and if AJ Griffin's making shots, yep. You know AJ Griffin's one of the best three point shooters in the country when he's knocking shots down. And then you got Bancaro and Mark Williams. It's like he like is literally one of the largest human beings. Like he looks so big on TV. He's he so long, and it, his hands are probably just massive. They could cover my entire face. And so he's one of those guys that just is protects the paint, and I would not want to drive down the paint against Mark Williams no. at and all. I will say – And they if, have Theo John, too. Theo John's another scary, like, just a huge dude. They just have yes. some massive players. Paolo Bancaro looks like he should be in the NBA. He's ripped, 6'10", makes threes, like – Goes coast to coast. Mm-hmm. He's also just got an NBA game built for him. Yeah, I would say um, if Duke loses in the ACC tournament, I am not picking them far in March. Yeah, it'd be tough. <laughs> they are not proved because I just really would double down on the Carolina loss. Like they are not proved to me right now that they can. Right, stepping something. up to the big because that Carolina there was big pressure in that game, man. Like yeah. all those all those previous players that were there, oh. like. It was literally every Duke great. That was one of the coolest sporting events for me to watch other than the fact that they lost. And I tweeted this out because it was like, Oh my gosh, this is like why I'm a Duke fan. Like all these players that are there, this is so sick seeing every single guy except Kyrie. Cause he's not vaccinated. Um, you had to be, I'm pretty sure you had to be vaccinated to get into Cameron indoor. Yeah. So he wasn't there, uh, but seeing everybody from like even eighties and nineties when I wasn't, alive or watching yet but like seeing donneries and things on them it's like wow this is unreal 
And so the pressure on those players was nuts to probably have to try and perform. And Carolina got to go in and be like, all right, there's no pressure on us. Let's just let's just well, play loose. They were probably looking for a little anger and vengeance after the oh, last game where sure. they got blown out. After they got smacked at home by 30. Yeah, they were they were ready. <laughs> Shout out to was it Carolina or Duke? Someone hit a three at the end of that garbage game that hit the over for me. So shout out to that end of the bench guy with like, with like six seconds left or something like that. He banged a three in for me. So yeah. <laughs> I'll have to go look that up and see who that was. Um, yeah. ACC tournament is usually like one of the most fun to look forward to. I, I, that's not going to be at the top of my priority list this, this week. I'll flip I'm, on, I'll I'm, flip it on and watch some of it. I'm only watching if I get Duke, North Carolina in round three. And and Florida State, and you'll watch some Florida State if they if they can make a run too. I'm sure. If they if they beat Syracuse, I think Florida State and Syracuse play in the first. And honestly, those are the two teams. If they're lower seeds, that could make a run. It'd be those two probably. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, they probably won't just because we're talking about them. I I think Syracuse can always give people fits just because they got shooters everywhere. And yep. if their zone actually does, if the teams have a couple of a cold shooting day against the zone, I mean they got three guys that can just fill it up from outside. They just need to, I think Co- Coach Bayheim would not, because I can't just say Bayheim because there's so many. Yeah, oh, right. There's three of them, yeah. <laughs> Coach Bayheim yeah. needs to tell Buddy to not shoot every time he touches the basketball yeah, because bad. he shoots like he 30 bad, times a game. He takes some bad shots. He, does, he just launches from anywhere. It's <laughs> like, okay, dude, you're not Steph Curry yet, okay? <laughs> Come on now. Um, all right, we've got two more conferences. Pac-12, this one won't take too long. Arizona. Arizona. Uh, I mean, you get the UCLA narrative from last year. They just beat they won, They won. beat USC last night, right? I'm pretty sure. Yep, UCLA beat them. Yeah. So those are the three teams. Yep. No one and else really competing. Oregon. Oregon, Oregon was on the bubble, but I think they're out now after they lost. They lost to Washington State. They gave up 90-something yesterday to Washington State. Um, Bill Walton thinks that Pac-12. Did you see that? <laughs> Bill so Walton stupid. thinks the Pac-12 should have like seven teams in. There are teams with losing records. He, he had like he Arizona thought. State in. I think pretty sure he had Arizona State in. They're like eight and ten in the Pac-12, and overall they're like fifteen and sixteen. And he's like, yeah, they're on the bubble. They're last four in for me. I'm like, Bill Walton, you cracked me up. Never change. Never change, Bill. The Conference of Champions. Yeah, the Conference of Champions. The greatest conference in the land, and he's eating cupcakes that have that are still have a fire on them, and just he's God bless Dave Pash. <laughs> like the, the man, I whatever he's making, whatever he's making, it's not enough. It literally it's not is. enough. Every time Bill um, says something, I'm just like, oh dear lord. Yeah. Um. um so we're taking Zona. I'm gonna say Zona is my national title team. Right now. Oh, all right. I love, I love them. I watched a f- I watched um them play UCLA, yeah. and uh, I kind of just fell in love with them, and I'm I just they love play it. fast, don't they? Yes, and I love their play. I just love their player. I just I, they're yeah, they're good. I they were they were one that until a couple weeks ago I was like I watched them play. They beat Michigan early in the year, and I I watched part of it. I wasn't I didn't watch that whole game. And I was like. All right, I was like maybe Arizona's pretty good this year, but that was when Michigan was kind of falling off already. I was like maybe Michigan's not gonna be as good as we thought, which ended up being true. And so then I didn't watch Arizona. Like I don't watch. I don't know about you. I don't watch a ton of Pac-12 because it's always on so late. 
on the East, in Eastern time zone. So they were like, where I'm like, oh, I'll probably pick Arizona to get upset because I haven't watched them much and blah, blah, blah. And then I watched them play a couple times. Now, recently, I'm like, whoa. They opened my eyes a little bit. I was like, they are, when they're, when they, their A game, their best game is, is in the top five in the country. It really Maybe is. the best. They might be the best team at their best. Like not everyone brings their best every night. Like that's why you gotta. That's how you gotta win in March. You gotta win in ugly ways sometimes. But when they're playing their best game, they might they can beat everybody. They're fun. They're just they're just fun to watch, which I think made me want to pick them more too. Because I was like, yeah. I love wa- cheering for a team that I can have fun watching. Like this right. is like great to see. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And I think yeah. I think I think they'll go under the radar a little bit because I do too. The people are like, wait, Arizona's good again because they've been They'll bad probably for be the last a one how many seed. years. Yeah, they've we'll talk, we'll talk about it at the end. We'll talk about it at the end with the with with the the national title contenders. We'll we'll get to that. Yeah, but I have a few thoughts on on like who's gonna be picking who, you know, how what the percentages will be. Like last year, like over ha, over twenty five percent of people had uh Zag. good zag. I'm pretty sure, and then a lot of people had Illinois Baylor. Like those were like the big picks last year. Um, but yeah, it's those three in the Pac-12, UCLA, USC. I don't know. I mean, UCLA. Colorado's can... technically the four, and they just upset Arizona. They're the four seed in that tournament. Yep, another court yeah. storm. Yeah, another court storm. And, and you know, maybe they can. Maybe they'll play spoiler and win the tournament on a lucky day. Maybe get in Arizona's head and just win maybe. the tourney and uh, maybe say, hey, we're what? gonna sneak in and steal a bid. Yeah. That that could be a bid steal league if if one of those three teams don't win like yeah, last if, year. If if Oregon or Colorado decide to actually show up and like right. compete a little bit, that could be something. But I just I don't see it happening yeah. in that league. All right, moving on. Um, Pac-12s, whatever. UCLA's, they could do what they did last year, but I'm not a huge. I think last year was a little fluky. Mm-hmm. They almost lost in the first round in the playing game to Michigan State, and then they ended up making the Final Four. Yeah. Like, so. Good you never know in March, but my, <laughs> yeah. my prediction is they'll be they'll be an earlier exit this year for sure. I don't know if they'll be a Sweet 16 team this year. Um, all right, last one, Big 12. Also Big 12 ridiculously loaded conference. Loaded, top to bottom. Um, I, still... um, I believe Oklahoma State is out. Did you see that? I don't think they're in the pack Big, Tw- Big 12 tournament because they lost that case last year. Yeah, yeah, no, got... no, no, they, they're out of the Big 12 tournament. Right, okay, I didn't think they could make it. Yep, the playing game nine, is Kansas State, West teams. Virginia. Yeah. Okay. That's the only playing game, and then we start. <laughs> is West Virginia? They're not in, are they? They're out, right? Who? West, West Virginia, Virginia is like sixteen and fifteen. Okay, so they they got to win it to get in. Yeah. Um, TCU should be in. TCU's in. TCU's in. There's not a question. Oklahoma's on the bubble. They're Oklahoma's not in the bubble. I think they're out. I think they're out too. I mean, I, Oklahoma dark horse to make a run maybe in it, but oh, I don't it's, think. oh yeah, they won they won three in a row, including a quad one victory at Kansas State. How the world is that a quad one victory? Wait, Kansas, Kansas State, Kansas State's the 70, nine. They're they're top. They must be top seventy five. It's quad ones go by road games top seventy five, home saw games that. top fifty. There's how in the world is Kansas State top seventy five? That's a joke, right? That's crazy. Tell me that's a joke. <laughs> that says quad one victory at Kansas State. But I don't know. So the, uh, Oklahoma won three in a row. So I guess maybe if they win two more games, maybe they play themselves in. But I feel like they have to make the championship. I, I would say title game at least. And at I least. would actually, I would say they I still don't know if that. they're in. 
Right. Yeah. I'd rather that's the team like I would rather see a mid major get in. Although they have our boys, Ben. Oklahoma's got the Groves. The Groves brothers. brothers from Eastern Washington. They were unreal last year and gave I'll, Kansas a scare. I wouldn't be mad. Yeah. I wouldn't either to see that beard back in there again. Yeah. Uh, Jacob doesn't play as much. Tanner Tanner's like their go to post guy. I know Jacob Gross doesn't play as much. Yeah, Tanner kinda is just a bummer. That's why they lose. That's guy. why they haven't been good. They haven't played they haven't played the Groves brothers together enough. Right. If you play them together, you're you're in. Regard. I know. Let the boys let the boys cook. Um Yeah, but I'm really gonna say it's I mean, I think <sighs> it's still gonna be between Baylor and Kansas again for the title. Yeah, I, Baylor's I, adjusted well after the injury to uh, uh, Chachua. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I think center. I think Bale, I'm gonna pick Baylor to win it. I like Baylor. Um, I just kind of stayed on them because I, I, I like Baylor too. I'll I'll go. I'll be different though. I'll I'll take oh, Texas Tech is tempting. My. You know, My they're issues, out for vengeance. Their their games against Texas were super fun. Gosh, the hatred in that rivalry. Stuff. Yeah. Their Chris hatred in that rivalry is awesome right now. Yeah. Chris Beard I, is the most hated man at Texas Tech. And then they were did you see that when they played them there at Texas, they like had to make sure like tickets weren't going to Texas people because so many Texas Tech fans were like getting tickets to try and like take over the arena. There was a lot of Texas Tech fans mm-hmm. at that game. They they really do not like that Chris Beard left and went to their rival after just making a national championship like two years ago. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would be pissed too. That's oh, that's, that's bogus. It's bogus. Um, but I would say, I I like Texas Tech and I like Texas. They have, I think they have a lot of talent. I just they're just too inconsistent for me to ever pick them. I struggle. Texas Tech, both those teams play really good defense. They remind me of like they remind you of a good Virginia team that like Virginia could beat anybody, but they play a low slow style and could lose to anybody too. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're not an they're not neither one of them are up and down teams. Um, so I'll take Kansas. I can't talk my I just yeah. talked myself out of Texas Tech. Um, love Kansas. You're, t- I you're love, taking Baylor. Yeah, taking Baylor. I love Kansas and I love Baylor. I, I, I love Baylor. I, I picked Baylor to win it all last year. Finished in the top two percentile in the country. So like last year was like the best bracket I've ever had because I took Baylor to win it all. So I am definitely still emotionally attached to the bears. And I think Scott Drew's the man. Got you. Um, and their guard, play, their guard plays great. Still their guard plays still great. After losing all those guys last year, they, they reloaded and they are still, mm-hmm. they are still a hundred percent contenders. Yeah. I would also, for sure. I'm going to give a shout out to a Minnesota shout out. To my boy Marcus Carr, Marcus who Carr. transferred yep. to Texas, love yep. him. Although he also is kind of, he's probably... like he. I've watched him play a couple times. He is like their end of the shot clock guy, jacks up shots, and it's like it sometimes does not go well for him. I was just gonna say, I was gonna say he will be the reason they lose to a mid major in the first round because he's yeah. jacking up some crazy shot that he should. All right, <laughs> I've officially decided after looking at the teams and who's in, who's out. The the Big 12 is my must-watch tournament out of all these because I have watched Kansas and Baylor play a bunch, and I've usually been watching for those teams, so I haven't really paid attention too much to maybe their opponents. Mm-hmm. And I've watched Kansas and Baylor play each other twice. Um, 
I need to watch all four of those other teams that are in Texas Tech, Texas, TCU, and Iowa State. I don't know I don't. too much about all those teams. I know oh, enough about Iowa Texas, State Texas Tech. In there, technically. They're in too. And they've won some some big games. So that is my they've must been watch. Struggling tournament. recently though. Yeah. That's been yeah. their issue. So I'm in I'm in for the Big Twelve tournament. And there's not as many games, not as big of a tournament. There's only nine teams. Ooh. So another Big Twelve Minnesota shout out, Gabe Kelsher, Iowa State now. Oh, he, okay. Three all point right. baller. So all, hey, Minnesota's gonna have some representation in the NCAA tournament, just not for Minnesota. Yeah, right? they're they all transferred. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um all right, let's wrap it up here. Long first episode, but it's worth it. True get that. you ready for get you ready for the madness. Um we got one seeds right now. One seeds. Um, I think Gonzaga I think, and Ari- Gonzaga and Arizona are I, ones for sure. I think, yeah, they lock no matter what happens. Even if I they lose, be, yeah. even if they lose, I think they're ones. I think the and other I two thought, are going to be. I thought Duke could have, I don't think Duke can even get there anymore. After losing to North Carolina, I think they were on the fringe, but they're just, their conference is too weak. I don't think that. No, no wins worth it, except Carolina now, maybe. That's right. about it. Big Forest is kind of a quad one win. I don't know how, how high ranked they I are. I saw Lenardi has them on the last four buys now. Wow. Okay. So they've been they've been slumping then. Yeah. Okay. Um. um I would say my other one. I think it's going to be the winner of the Big Twelve tournament. Yep. If if it's I think if I think right Baylor now I think Baylor's Lenardi's got both of them. I think as ones right now. Baylor and Kansas. I yeah. I think, I think they're right. Yeah. I think I think it's the winner. Depending on who chaos could ensue. Obviously, I don't think the Big Ten's not getting a one seed. They're going to have a bunch of twos, threes, and fours. Mm-hmm. I think I, unless Purdue ends it all, I don't yeah. even think they can get there. Are up there. Three right now, they would have to jump. Yeah, I don't think they can get up to a one. So I think it's between, I think it's between the two Arizona and Gonzaga probably locks. Yep. And then Kansas, Baylor, Auburn, Kentucky, and Kentucky. I think it's those six. Duke has a chance. Four. I would say right. Duke can get in if all of them lose early. If if two if if right. If three like, of those teams someone, lose early, if someone random win 12, maybe Kansas and Baylor both drop to a two. Or if like Arkansas, let's say Arkansas wins it in the, in the SEC, then they could leap. Maybe, maybe leap those teams. If Duke, obviously Duke's got to win their conference tournament mm-hmm. too. But, um, I think, yeah, I think that's about it for the one seeds. That's, and I think that, Auburn or Kentucky is going to win the SEC because I think they're legit. You think Arkansas. And then I think Baylor. I even think Baylor or Kansas, one of them's getting the one seed anyways, even if they lose in the, let's say they lose in their conference tournament to like a Texas Tech. If they make the, whoever makes the championship game, I think is a one seed in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. And it could be the same in the SEC. I think it'll go one and one. I think one SEC team will be a one seed. I think one Big 12 team will be a one seed and the other ones will be two seeds. Yeah, I think that's fair. So I think the last question is before we get off is your current final four. Oh, I knew you were going to ask that. I can give you mine if you want me to go first. Okay. Yeah. You go first. You go first. I'm going to go with right now. I'm going to ride with Arkansas. Okay. Arizona. Gonzaga. 
and UConn. We'll, we'll talk about this on Sunday. We'll, I think bracket, we'll do some bracket tips on Sunday. But my least favorite thing about people like watching the, the shows, ESPN, CBS, all the prediction shows, is every single year, without fail, every team, every analyst picks all one seeds. Maybe they pick one two seed. I'm like, dude, do you not watch March Madness? Like, I get you're yeah, picking the best teams. Their whole thing is, get, they're just too good. They can't lose. Like, right. it's like, it's well, like, they do. You have to, you, you're, you're like outsmarting yourself if you're picking that many top seeds. How many times have all the one seeds made it? Like, like twice ever. Mm. Like, like, you have like to go out on a limb. It's so much more too. fun. It is the coolest feeling ever. when you go out on a limb and you pick a top seed to make a run and then they do. Like, probably when UConn won it for you, you probably picked them far, right? Did you pick them to win it all? Um, I picked UConn to win it all Kemba's year when they were they were a three seed that year. Okay. And then the, still, year, that's Shab- different. the year Shabazz won it, they I had them seven, in the championship okay? game, and I had they were the seventh seed. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, like, it when you selective. do that stuff, that is so much cooler to brag about than, like, saying – Oh, I had Gonzaga at the championship game last year and they made it like, oh, congratulations. You and, you know, half of America. But like to say I picked a seven seed to the final four and they made it or the final game and they made it like that's when people Who's are like, oh, my gosh, exactly. <laughs> right. So um, that was my proudest year picking upsets was I picked two four seeds to make the final four and play against each other. And I got them both right when Michigan and Trey Burke made it mm-hmm. and Syracuse was the four seed. And that was when they upset, uh, I think, Victor Oladipo's Indiana team was a one seed. And I had a four against a four and had Michigan over Syracuse in the final four, which happened. And I was like, bow down to me. I'm amazing at picking brackets. I had two four seeds in the final four. But we'll talk about that more on Sunday about, like, bracket tips and, like, seeds and stuff. Rip My current final four, I'm going to go with Auburn. the only one I know. I'll probably end up picking Duke just because one last ride, my heart will get in my the heart will get in the way of my head. I'll t- and I'll take Nova. I like Nova. So that's probably like what? I got like a one seed, a two seed, and a four seed or three seed right there. I'll go Zona. I'll, I'll take Zona right now too. I'll take Zona. I was gonna, it was either going to be Zona or the Zags just to pick another one of those West Coast one seeds. But I'll write that down. I'm going to write down all those predictions, too. Auburn, Zona, Nova, and what was the last one I said? Duke. Duke. Yeah. Quite, I'll put question mark by Duke. <laughs> My question marks by Arkansas, so. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, happy hoops watching this week to everybody. Yes. The most glorious week, especially Saturday. 15 championships on Saturday, Ben. I counted 15. Beautiful day. They start at 11. I believe the NEC is at 11 a.m. So the Catamounts probably playing at 11 o'clock. And then you just get Thursday, Friday, quarterfinals and semifinals of all the big conferences. Just glorious chaos and beautiful. Just everything. It's going to be the best. So go ahead. I'll say one more thing before I think we sign off. Um, we're going to be doing this probably once a week till the the madness is over. And yep. please go ahead and follow us on Twitter. That is uh, at 
Doncha K Sports or Don't You Know Sports. Yep. Yep. And we will be po- I'll make sure to post all the podcast to there as well. And we don't have any posts on there now, but we're going to be cranking them up probably as we start college basketball. That's right. And then uh, also get check out the blog. Got a couple blogs out there. I've been the only, I'm the only one that's written them so far. But we'll get we got uh, Ben, and then we got another buddy that will hopefully be getting in the blog. That's more of our general sports blog. We're going to be venturing out into other stuff too, but this is our main college basketball source. So yeah, follow the Twitter account, check podcast, share with uh, friends and family, and happy March Madness watching to all. God bless you.